What's up, everybody? This is Excellence Personified, Brian Carson, and you are listening to the most excellent podcast in the world of professional wrestling, indie wrestling, any kind of wrestling. Doesn't matter. Wrestling cheers, baby. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even on your debut. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on released to our independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is an AIW retro review of Fresh Meat from October 3rd, 2015. I am your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listeners fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose, a desire WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have the merch store over at WhatAmaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a retro review of AIW's Fresh Meat from 2015, and this is uh, this is gonna be a special episode because I have three wrestlers from this show who made their well, they didn't necessarily make their debut, but uh, if I'm correct, it was all of their single debut. So we'll start off with the man who brought this idea to me, and we had to we had to get it done, and that is none other than making his return to the show, Frankie Flynn. Hey there, guys. It's been uh, it's been over two years since you've been on the show. It has. Ooh. Time flies. So thank you for uh, bringing this idea to me. I've been trying to find different things to do here on the show and bringing this aspect of having wrestlers on from like the show and also this being at least in AIW with your singles debut, correct? Or just a lot of one-on-one matches, I should say. Yeah, I I think it was a lot of our like first like big singles debut matches. Uh, I know I had one match for AIW that was a singles with jerry by this point but that was about it and we also have making his return to the show brian carson yeah it's not in front of a barbecue shop unfortunately like last time but uh you know with christmas only 10 days away maybe we can ask chef jim for some gift cards this time you know is, is that place still open or did they close i think because the last time uh, before the shutdown when we were at the wit the uh, winchester i don't remember seeing their sign up so probably chef jim you know packed up his bags and went home but uh you know I'm down for good barbecue anyway, and I'm down to talk some wrestling today with you fine folks. And then probably speaking of a man who can eat uh, some good barbecue, making his debut here on the show, AIW fan favorite, the legend known as Kaplan. Hey, uh, pallies, how y'all doing? <laughs> now, I have to ask, what's this barbecue we're talking about here, and why isn't there any in my hands right now? Because it's closed down, that's why. Well, that's a load of rubbish. But we can probably get you some uh, cookies if you want some. Uh, cookies and maybe some maybe some milk some moo cow milk <laughs> i i think i uh i'll take you up on that there buddy <laughs> but no it's nice to be here thanks for having me this is my debut and uh, i'm here with carson at the kaplan household 
Yeah, I might, if, I, if, if I'm if I come up missing before Christmas, this is where I'm at. I'm in the basement, <laughs> uh, attic actually. Yeah. <laughs> You're not locked in the basement uh, somewhere by Turner's Hall. No, no. Unfortunately, uh, fortunately, no. We're, we we made it out of there with our lives. I keep my sauces, my dried sauces, in the basement. I don't want to put them around that. <laughs> he'll eat it out. He'll eat every single one of them without chewing. All right, let's let's talk about this show. And like I said, all three of you pretty much made your at least your singles debut on on this card. Real quick, tell me what was going through your head and like a lot of the build up for your individual matches coming into the show. Let's start with Frankie. Uh, um, pain. I was expecting a lot of pain when it came to this match. Everyone was real <laughs> excited for it. Uh, I remember I found out about a week or so after everyone else did. And uh, I got real scared right away. That is true, by the way. We all did know before he did. How about you, Carson? I, I mean, kind of this, I was just scared out of my mind because I was the one that had to go up against Johnny. And I just, you know, people were probably thinking that I, you know, because this was my first singles match. And I was only in scrambles and whatnot before. And how good of a wrestler Johnny was. You know, I knew people weren't expecting a lot from me. Or from the match in general, because like you know, how good could somebody that's making his singles debut be with like Johnny Gargano? But I think we exceeded expectations, so I'm happy with the way the match turned out, except for one certain spot, which I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. But other than that, I, I would just besides, yeah, it was hard to sleep and it was hard to eat because I just was nervous for the like. I found out about a month before the match like happened, so like for an entire month, so, like eating and sleeping was not an easy task to do. How about you, Kaplan, going up against a Madman Pondo? Yeah, I, honestly, I just didn't know what to expect with him. You know, I mean, I I knew about Pondo. Uh, I saw some of his work. You know, I obviously studied him a little bit before in the match, but you know, I knew about him like briefly before I uh, knew I was working with him. And I mean, you had a lot going on in your mind. You know, I, I got obviously there's, there's weapons involved, so you know, there's there's gonna be pain included to that match, big time, maybe more, more so than a regular match. And, you know, I'm also working with a, uh, a seasoned, seasoned veteran. So, you know, I just didn't know. And it's also somebody I haven't met or worked with before. So, you know, there's a lot going on in your mind with that. So, obviously, you know, I'm just trying to have a, a killer match with a dude that's been around the block. And, you know, it's it's an honor for me to work with. So, I was definitely uh, I was, I was definitely just ready to go. And, and I just didn't know what to expect. I just went into it. With my head high. That's all I could do. All right, let's uh, start breaking down this show. This was Fresh Meat from October 3rd, 2015. This was one of those times where it was actually a double header show. It was the same day as Girls Night Out 16. The show before all this was Faith No More, and the show after this was Big Trouble in Little Cleveland, which we have covered here on the podcast. On commentary, the only three that I had written down... uh. We had Aaron Bauer, Leonard F. Chakarison, and Tracy Williams uh, getting in for a matchup, which I thought was really cool. Uh, going into a lot of the promos, uh, the only notes that I have was I'm always really upset when I see the DCR Josh Singh stuff because there was never a payoff, and I felt like there could have been always so much more. And the, the second note is, Brian, you really date this with a Johnny football reference. <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah he, he 
he started that was his first year start like as full as a full-time starter right 2015 yeah i think because i want to say he got yeah. put in 14 i was maybe draft him in 14 yeah because well he had the stint in rehab that's why i made the remark in uh in, in my in my promo so which was a killer fucking line because as you're going through like all the nicknames and you're trying to like find a way to say what you're going to do to him and i'm like I kind of forget about like the Johnny football, Johnny wrestling thing. Cause we've actually gotten to a point now where I feel like that name Johnny wrestling is bigger than Johnny football and Johnny football. Or I should say Johnny wrestling came from Johnny football. Right. So I was like, you say everything about the bees knees, cats, pajamas and the whole shit bang. And then I just figure it's going to end there. And you're like, I'm going to send you to rehab like Johnny football. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was pretty proud of myself for that promo. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Johnny made up for that that tub of goo, <laughs> that that garbage fire, garbage rubbish fire, whatever you want to call him. Dude is worthless. Frankie, I know you took notes on this show. Did you have any notes for any of the promos? Uh, I just thought it was was very interesting about starting off with the weird world. In the garage. <laughs> uh, what a what a way to to symbolize what the rest of the show is going to be. And then starting off with the the first ever weird world promo. I one thing that I liked though was like that one was in the garage and yours was outside and like those two they felt different than the regular like in the basement promos that we see for a lot of these shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely different being like outside. I I actually I filmed mine in Illyria at a mega show. So okay, <laughs> like that's even even more intriguing knowing that it was filmed like a week before. Because I think in my head, I was like, I don't think that was outside of Mount Carmel. Like, I don't know where that's at. But I that was out. They were outside of a mega show. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I mean, I'm saying that's what I, what I was thinking where I'm like, I know like this does not look like it was outside of Mount Carmel. And I like those promos that especially like if I can watch it, I can't tell the era. Like if it was Turner's Hall, there's a lot of places where there was always promos or whether somewhere in the basement or in the bar. And it's kind of the same thing with Mount Carmel where there's just certain places where promos are cut. So Frankie's like that, like to me that stood out because I knew it wasn't Mount Carmel mm. a little short though. It felt a little short. Yeah. I mean, I probably could have, could have gone a little longer, but uh, I mean that hair, Jesus. <laughs> totally different I, dude. I was handsome, huh? He had that three musketeers, uh, goatee going on too, Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what the hell happened to you, man? <laughs> Old. Uh, all the time did not treat you well. <laughs> I'll still say one of my favorite things was the whole Back to the Future Cup where you hit PB with the trophy. And then when we come back for the second show, like you have a different haircut. And to me, like I've, I've heard the story behind it, but to me, that just blew my mind because you don't see somebody do that. Expect Like if you do, you see it where there's like a week or a month between shows. But this is like literally hours in between like your appearances yeah. and you change your look and it's like that's fucking awesome yeah. <laughs> i appreciate it <laughs> yeah that was cool frankie i always i remember telling you how much but i don't know i don't know if you remember but i was like when you told i asked you where you were going and you're like i'm cutting my mm-hmm. hair and i'm like that's fucking awesome that they had a boy frankie i'm gonna love this <laughs> hey man that's that's unique as hell huh yeah. has that ever been done before i never heard of that before in all my in all my years i've never seen anything like that yeah that's that's cool like the the only thing you might see between shows is gear changes and that's i mean you're still technically the same person right like you don't look 
that much different. Like, oh, you have different clothes on. Okay, who cares? But Frankie comes out just a different haircut and look. It's like, oh shit. Like me, me coming out at uh three twenty, and then the next uh, the match after I come out at a uh, buck sixty. <laughs> <laughs> now that's probably never been done before. Let's <laughs> hope. I don't know the space between your matches. It could it could actually happen, but we're talking like it needs to be hours, <laughs> not months. Touche. Though the one fun thing about AIW when there is the random Kaplan appearance and everybody goes nuts, and I I think it's one of those things that if you're a if you're a fan outside of this area, you might not get it, but for us, it's just like oh shit, Kaplan's in a fucking match. Like there was that one Jayla weekend you were randomly put in a match against AJ Gray. Like that was yeah. fucking awesome. That's my favorite match of all time, probably. Like I show people that even people that don't understand wrestling and they want to like they're like, "Well, let me see one of your matches." So I'll put on an AJ Gray match, and they'll they'll be like, "Oh, you didn't win. Why'd you show me that one?" It's, they just don't understand. That's you know they don't understand. So, but like, you know, I'm just that's I'm very very proud of that match, and I mean I'm proud of a, a lot of my matches, but that one in particular, you know, that was just a a shoot match. Like that wasn't supposed to. Happen. I just happened to be there. I came to say hi to everybody. That's it. I happened to be in town and I was around. And, and like you said, it's like, you know, cool for everybody when I come around. It's likewise, you know, it's like I come around because I want to be around, you know. I don't, you know, expect to wrestle half of the time. It's just, it's me just staying in touch with you guys. So it's, it's just as exciting for me as it is for you guys, you know, even more, maybe even more so for me, you know. All right, let's let's get into the very first match on the card, and we have Skyler Faden versus Lewis Linden. This is the only AIW appearance of Skyler Faden, and uh, he later changed a lot of stuff up about him, and he now, as far as what I've seen, goes by the glitch, which he kind of goes by in here, but now it's 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 completely different. Yeah, and he. Uh... Not only is he still the glitch, but he found an extra 60, 70 pounds, it looks like, too, since this match. Hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> so, uh, any thoughts on this opening match? Sorry, Frankie. Uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was was pretty good. Uh, how great is Lewis Linden? I mean, he's, he's so good, and you could tell just in this match how great he is. Uh there's a, a specific spot that stands out to me, which is the real barrel face buster uh, that Skyler does to Lewis. And it's it's just really good. There's there's a section of AIW fans that don't get Lewis Linded. And I feel like if you watch like matches like this or even I forget what what show we covered not that long ago, uh, like Lewis Linden is the opening match a lot and he has good matches like i i understand that like, people don't get the pirate thing or whatever but if you look at his skill set uh and some of these matches he has had he's fucking awesome so i i always understand why he's put in the position he's in and for him to have this match against skylar faden like to uh, potentially make skylar faden look really good and maybe even you know have more matches down the line aiw unfortunately it didn't work out that way but still he is a unappreciated wrestler uh, uh to part of the fan base He's the measuring stick of AIW. I mean, Thorne's yeah. like Thorne said that before. Like when the whole Matt Riddle shit happened, you know, uh, like Thorne was just. We, we always like tell guys like when we bring somebody in, you know, either they're a name or somebody we're trying to bring up, we put them up against Linden because if you can go with Lewis Linden, then then you know there's a future with you. If you can't, that's how we know that you're not. You know, you know, we have no place for you. 
And yeah, Frankie, you were right. When I was watching this match, like the heel work, I forgot how good of a heel Lewis Linden is. And I actually like just anybody can. It's really easy just to be like a cocky, arrogant heel. But like the way he presented himself, like the entire time throughout the match, like either like while, while he was like you know working heat on him, or or when he was like you know doing everything he could for you know the glitch or whatever. It just it just speaks yeah. to this how like again he's the measuring stick of AIW. And yeah, I can't can't be said enough that you know his heat work was just incredible there, and and the way he just exercised his, his move set on the glitch, you know he was pulling out all these crazy you know moves that were just you know everybody knows he can do it, but it's just using him as an example for those moves, you know that was it was it was good stuff. Like saw a lot of cool moves. I, I jotted down some, and <laughs> and and overall, you know I think he made the the glitch look you know better than ever you know in that match whereas like they like that's i mean yeah he he wiped the floor with him obviously but you know that's just him getting all that you know heat and i just it was it was great work it was nice watching that match again it's something i kind of forgot about and and like i said with moves you know he was pulling out like these moves like uh he did the springboard like from the outside to the inside like a springboard drop kick on the glitch when he was on the ropes but that was really cool he uh he did like a northern northern light like slash fisherman suplex. That was neat. I don't know if you guys remember seeing that. Or yeah. If he like mentally took that down, but and then the dragon sleepers like he was busting those and he, you know he busted that out. You know I always love seeing that. You know I always think that's a a sweet finish or like a sweet submission. Not to say. <laughs> and and the glitch he got you know he came up a couple hopes hope spots for himself. You know he got that. That that roll through like facebuster thing he he got, on, yeah, yeah, which is you know pretty neat and that was pretty much the only move that I saw that was neat on his part you know because uh, Lyndon was really giving it to him good. I think one disadvantage of having a show like this with so many new faces that some people can be easily forgotten and I think that's kind of how it was with me for Skylar Faden when it was brought up a couple years later or even like maybe about a year ago someone was like oh yeah like don't you remember the glitch from AIW? I'm like, what are you talking about? And they mentioned like, oh yeah, he was at fresh meat. And I look it up. I'm like, oh shit. Like, yeah, against Lewis Linden. I, because of like how many people make their debuts on this show and how many people, uh, we don't see again. There's like, there's so many people just, it's so easy to forget about. Yeah. They went back to Oklahoma after this, after this event was over. Yeah. He drove, they drove home that night. Said they would come back at Christmas, and it's five years later, and uh, I think they, I think they got lost of coming back here. It's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is coming in ten days, so it's possible. I know that's on my Christmas list. That no one ever. Maybe they're booked on the Christmas show this year. Hey, <laughs> we can only hope, right? Yeah. Need <laughs> a pandemic to make that happen. Uh, any other any other thoughts on this match? No, just again, just just great heel work from Lyndon. It's it's forgotten what a great heel he is, and. Just, again, you want to know why he's the measuring stick for AW? Just go and watch a match like this. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else to say than it was Lewis Linden picking up the win here against the Glitch. Let's move on to the next match. Next up, we have the Hoss Scramble. John Greed versus Broderick Shaw versus Big Mo versus John Silver versus Benjamin Boone versus Jackson Stone. Uh, this is the AIW debut of Jackson Stone and Big Mo. Yes, 
it was Jackson Stone doing the New Talent Initiative uh, this year, but this was his actual debut in AIW. Uh, some other notes that uh, I got down from the match. John Greed is the Haas Boot Champion at this time. It's not something that was talked about going into it. And at this time, like Haas matches were, well, they were even, I mean, they're rare hardcore now, but they, they were a little bit... Uh, I'll just say they weren't as rare then, like maybe once a month or every couple months. But it was easy to forget who the fucking Haas boot champion was. Uh, Broderick Shaw was a local guy, not necessarily connected to AIW. Probably this was like a real shot for him. Still wrestles, but now under the name Buzzsaw Shaw. Tracy Williams gets in on commentary for this match, and he is really, really fucking good. Uh, during John Greed's entrance, uh, me and him kind of do a little square off because we look like brothers. And in uh, in 2015, we knew what John Silver was, and now the whole world is seeing it because, like, what you see on TV with him now is pretty much what this match was for him, and I fucking love it. And last but not least, I miss the fucking Haas Division. Please bring the Haas Division back. There's so much that could be done with it. What uh? What are your thoughts on the match, Frankie? Um. Uh, well, I mean, the first thing you you slightly covered. Uh, I I wrote down is are you and John Green related? <laughs> uh, because of the whole monkey see monkey do mirror uh bit, but also like right off the bat, I didn't even remember if you were at the show or not. I mean, I assumed you were. Yeah. But as soon as he came out, I just went, "Oh my god, is that Justin Summers? <laughs> what is happening here?" Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was a really good match. Uh, <laughs> Hot sauce on commentary was great. Uh, him talking about how much he hated the ring and wanting it to break uh, was was definitely a, a huge highlight <laughs> of the match. Uh, as as you said, this is just John Silver being John Silver and just showing off how great he is. And now the world gets to, to see how great he is as a, a member of the Dark Order. Uh, you know, just a lot of big meaty men slapping meat, mm-hmm. as uh, as Big E would say. Uh, the big bow dive, yeah, this was the, the first big bow dive for for AIW. So like that's that's always going to be something that stands out. Overall, it, it was it was a real nice match overall. You know, you had, you had the big bear becoming the biggest bear. There's a lot of big men, a lot of bigs in this. Frankie, did you notice something uh, after like this? I think it's either the second or the third guy. Oh, it was right before Boone came out. Did you notice something that like as a as a worker that you would uh, kind of like wink? you like kind of like especially if you worked in AIW or Mega, like it's a big frustration thing. Uh, like off time, like right away. I'm trying to think back. I I don't know. The music was late, and uh, that's right. Oh, we learned how, yeah. like, how frustrating it could be with Traxler as the sound guy. Traxler, <laughs> Traxler. I love you, buddy, but. <laughs> I love you, buddy, but that's the first thing Kaplan I says. Like, oh, there's Traxler messing the music up already. Hey, don't put me into this, Buster. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty apparent. Uh, yeah. I actually, yeah, Frankie, I agree with basically everything you said. Um, I like the opening spot a lot. I think it was a good way to showcase all the guys. Uh, the pop that Mo got when he hit that dive. I mean, like the entire place. Like, if you were sitting down, you you weren't sitting down after that. The, everybody was on their feet, just losing their mind after that. And um, Frankie, like we all Kaplan too, like we know this as being in so many, it's really easy to lose the crowd's interest in a scramble match. And I think they did a really good job of keeping the the crowd invested into it. No, yeah, I mean, (laughs) 
when Mo hit that dive, it was just it was it was something else. Like I mean, nobody would have thought you would have seen that. You know, it's, I mean, I think I felt that in the basement when I was down there. <laughs> I was like, I thought we were in an earthquake. Uh, but yeah, it's just like I was saying to, to Brian when we were watching it. You know, you got you got an AEW wrestler in there now, and and uh, a person that's getting into Impact Wrestling, also J- Jackson Stone. Um, you know, so. It's cool seeing, you know, just people thrown together in the match, and, you know, and where they're at now. You know, it's like and seeing some of the other people on the show as well. It's just like, it's like, you know, before, this is the before, and then now we're at the after. So it's just, it was definitely an intense match. I think they fulfilled everybody's expectations with that, and they lived up to the name of the, the Haas match. And I like when they stomped out Silver right in the beginning. <laughs> And I thought that was pretty funny. You know, they all just ganged up on him and stomped him out, and and just, just, that, was, that was a good start, I thought. And also, uh, 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 greed smells like piss because <laughs> he was because he was intoxicated. <laughs> so that, yeah, that definitely I smelled him through the through the TV. And he also did that that, that cool big splash. I like that. Seeing a big guy get up there and hit a move like that's always cool. And then too, like I don't, I don't remember if there was a story behind it or what exactly happened. Benjamin Boone wasn't supposed to be in this match. If you even look at the graphic that you see before this match is on uh, IWTV, there's a guy by the name of Steve Brown. And if you look up his cage match, he's from Canada. So I don't know if there was a travel issue or or whatnot. But obviously, Boone was uh, an easy person to fit in. Maybe kind of sucks that he he lost all the weight that he did, because uh, he would have been an even better fit for a Haas match back when he, he was bigger. But they, I mean, he's he's lost a lot of weight. Good for him. But uh, I do like how it w- it was a very suitable fit, and I you didn't question it because at le- if you're gonna have one sm- uh, small guy in this match, it, like it has to be John Silver. And if we had to add anybody else, I don't think it would have made sense. So at least with Boone, yeah, he lost a lot of weight, but he's he still to me he still fit, and I love how it was played off. I love the way he was eating pizza on the way to the ring, like trying to gain weight. Like I thought that was great. Like, because like you said, yeah, I think I, I don't remember Frankie. Maybe you do remember if like maybe there was a travel issue or something, and you know Boone was there, so like he was an easy like slide, you know, an easy replacement. But I thought like you know, like you said, he lost all that weight, so he's got to like you know gain it back really quick. So how do you gain it back? You just drink a bunch of Mountain Dew and eat a bunch of pizza on the way to the ring. I thought that was um, um I do, I just think that added to the match like more than more than anything. So. And Silver held his own, you know. That was cool seeing him, you know, pick up some of those guys, and he he uh, definitely lasted in that match. I overall enjoyed it very much. So, any other thoughts on this uh, hot scramble? No, nah, just uh, like you said, a lot of meat flapping. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was Big Mo getting the win. So that, if I'm correct, that did make him the Haas Boot Champion, and once again. When the world goes back to normal, please bring back the Haas division. There's just so, so, so many opportunities, so many fun matches. I, I miss matches like this, and I know I'm not the only one. If you, if you feel this way too, tweet at AI Wrestling and let them know so we can bring the Haas division back and the Duke can lose the boot. Uh, let's move on to the next match. A little bit of a kind of a transition from the previous match. Uh, you had Gregory Iron coming out with Benjamin Boone. He kind of talked down to Boone about losing his match and basically said that like he was bringing back the wide open challenge. 
and we got the debut of Space Monkey against Gregory Iron. I I believe it was for the intense championship. I don't exactly. Yeah, it was. Yeah, okay, it was. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy to think like this was the debut because I don't remember how it was without Space Monkey and Ada because this was a point where we just, we had a lot of them for a while and I was like, oh my god, this guy's great. And I forgot that this this was it. This is where he he first came about. Uh, and I don't think they've done this spot since. But uh, and I could be wrong. Uh, they they go all go to the back. Which if you've been a fan of AIW for a long time, like this used to happen a lot. But it would happen like someone else would come out with them and be added to the match. But instead, they come out with quote monkey poop on them, and Space Monkey is throwing shit at them. That was fucking great i i I forgot that that even happened what were your thoughts on this match frankie uh i actually i hated the poop spot i i thought it was so dumb (laughs) no shit uh yeah i i i don't know if it was like like i feel like i enjoyed it then i don't know if it's like older me watching back i just i started with so so stupid and corny like i understand why people would like it but I just I don't know I hated it. Uh, I liked his the like banana slips and and stuff like that a little more as he kept coming back uh, over like the the poop gimmick. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I I thought the match was was pretty great. Uh, the finish was was a little little wonky. Obviously, uh, if you go back and watch it, you'll you'll see yourself. But uh, but. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a pretty good match overall. Space Monkey, I didn't realize this was his debut. I thought he he'd been with us at least once before. Uh, so <laughs> I just I just put that he was great like always. <laughs> How about you, Carson? Yeah, Frankie, I'm with you. I hated the the shit spot too. I just I just thought it was like hokey, like really, like just really like really like played out. I mean, like 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 you, like you said, I like when he does the banana peel spots and and stuff like that. Um, I was, I mean, for this being his debut, he was, I mean, he's so committed to like this, this, uh, this character and everything. I just think it's just, I thought there would be a little bit like more of him not being as like, you know, little mannerisms and stuff, but like, it's the same as if you would watch him now. So I, I like that. Um, yeah, the match was fine. Like technically it was, it was fine. Uh, except for, you know, Greg's little tantrum he threw at the end. But other than that, um, I mean, for a debut match, it was it was, it was good. I, I liked it all, all in all, except, just except for the shit spot. How you feel about shit, Kaplan? Well, I like shit, but <laughs> but that kind of shit, I don't know about. It was definitely agree with Carson on the hokey part where they went to the back and he came back like that. You know, I want to see him pull that shit out of his ass. <laughs> well, at least I know Odell Beckham Jr. would really like this spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, he's got to rehab somehow. <laughs> yeah, I I really liked how that space monkey was nibbling on the belt in the beginning too. Who was who was the rough? Uh, Clemens was. Yeah, Clemens. Clemens trying to hold up the 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 belt, and he, and space monkey is nibbling on it. I thought that was funny. You know, I always was a fan of space monkey. He 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 can work, and he's just uh, he's a funny dude. He's a uh, funny little primate. Yeah, but he's bananas, dog. <laughs> if there's if there's no yeah. other thoughts on this match, uh, Gregory Iron picked up the win, and uh, let's move on to this next match—a very important match. Yeah. 
Brian Carson versus Johnny Gargano. Uh, some of the notes that I have for this is the crowd and the pop for Carson. Uh, I, I had forgotten about this. And then also, if, if you're an AIW fan now, I mean, you know, one thing that if you're a student and you haven't debuted yet, a lot of times you'll be used for certain things that happen throughout the match. And in the middle of this match, there's a Dominic Greeny and Gary the King Baller sighting. And I was like, holy shit. And at first I was thinking with Dom, I'm like, oh, you know, because he, you know, he's he's a trainer and everything. I'm like, wait a minute. This is before he debuted. Oh, shit. This is this is a student Dom. Oh, shit. Uh and I will say, in my own opinion, Carson, this might be your best match. Well, you, we share opinions then because uh, I believe it's my best match as well, yeah. Frankie, what are your thoughts on Carson versus Gargano? Uh, I, I, my, my first note is just great everything. Uh, and I also think this is your, your best match. Uh, just everything about it was, was so, so crisp, so great. And like you could tell the story being told between the two of you being like trainer and student. I, it just came across so, so perfectly. Uh, I thought the finish was so beautiful uh, going for the elbow drop right into the, the Gargano escape. <laughs> the, the only note that I have that might be, be slightly bad was just like, how horrible was it trying like them trying to move you out of the ring when you were doing the knee injury oh, spot? God. God, I mean, well, you're you're too kind, Frankie, because the the horrible, the, the really real horrible spot in the match is the sharpshooter. I mean, I know I'm never, I, I've come to the point now where even I can joke about it. So that's how that's how horrible you know it was. But yeah, dude, when they were pulling hold on, hold on, hold on, ring, Carson. Before before you go off to the the sharpshooter thing, I would I had a joke I remember during the crowd of this match, and I might have said it later. But I don't know if I ever said this to your face. I mean, technically, it's not to your face, but you're at least hearing me now. Uh, when I saw the sharpshooter, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. He's doing the uh, sharpshooter like his favorite wrestler in the world, The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I like that. That's that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, Frankie, like when you brought up the spot where they were dragging me out of the ring, so whoever grabbed like my right, my right, my, oh no, it wasn't my right, my left arm. It was. Yeah, it was my left arm because that's the one I popped out two weeks later at uh, Big Trouble. Mm. Whoever was grabbing it, like grab, like did like grab me under the armpit, and they like pinched me. And I, and, like at one point, I don't know if you can see it, but I'm I'm looking back and I'm going, what, like, dude, like fucking ease off, will you? What the hell are you doing? But that was Dom was the only one who like legit was like pulling me, like was like did, got me out of the ring. Everyone else there was like four or five of them, like nobody did anything. Dom's the only one that's like getting me out of the ring. Gary was there for support. Yeah, Gary, yeah. <laughs> Gary was there just to get out the show because we loved Gary so much. We just wanted him out there. I miss Gary the King Baller. You know, there's, a, there's a good there's a good Kurt Hertz story uh, with this too, Frankie. Do you remember this? I, I do. I figured you were going to tell it. So the the spot where um, when I when when they're getting me out of the ring, okay, I guess Johnny didn't wise this up the biggins. So. So Biggins actually thought that, like, I blew my knee out. So he's got his phone out. And the only person that's near Biggins at the time is Kurt Hertz. And Biggins had 9-1 dialed on his phone. And he looks at Kurt and goes, Kurt, you know, is, is this real? It's like, did he actually just blow his knee out? And Kurt was just staring at the ring. And after about a minute, Biggins finally goes, Kurt, I, I need to know if I got to call an ambulance. Like, is this real? 
Kurt just turns to him and says, yes, it's real. Call the ambulance. And Biggins dialed 911, was just about to hit send. And then I knocked Johnny off of the apron. And then apparently you just heard Biggins go, Kurt, you motherfucker. How stupid can you be? <laughs> Dizzy fuck. <laughs> but no, when, when Biggins first told me that story, I just remember how much we were just all just dying laughing because we could just see. Because that's who Biggins was, man. Like, he was trying, like, not to give anything away, but, like, he was concerned about all of us. Yeah. So, you know, he thought that I was legitimately hurt in the ring, and he's got 911 ready. And then he's asking Kurt, if I'm all right, is this real? Kurt's like, yeah, yeah, man, it's real. Call the ambulance. And then I, I just knocked Johnny off the apron. And the thing is, I can see Biggins just going, Kurt, you motherfucker. I'm going to see Biggins get in there and uh, get all pissed off and hyped up. You know, <laughs> get out on somebody. Somebody, somebody <laughs> hear about it. Yeah, I liked it. And got chops. Yeah. <laughs> God, I miss Biggins. Oh, yeah. we all do. Trust me. I, I have that bell at my house, though. I rang it uh, the other night, actually. I had a couple people over, uh, and I, yeah, I rang the bell. I always ring it. I give it a little ring for Biggins. Also, the, the finger spot was not planned. He did that on the fly. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I think it was uh, Gary uh, shooting at ringside. Uh, that was some pretty good angles of him, like actually like zooming in during it. I thought, like, I feel like we don't see a lot of that in uh, AIW. So I'm like, oh, that's that's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. I liked how he got, got he got like right up by my finger, and like he got a perfect shot of like Johnny bending um like my pinky back. I think was the last one he did was my pinky. He got like a perfect shot of it. How? Uh, did you guys talk about this going into the match? Like, was the, was there a conversation of you know who would be the good guy and bad guy? Because I look at how Johnny was acting in this match, I was like, he's kind of the bad guy. Yeah, we went in. I mean, I had an idea of just uh, as he was making his entrance, if I would just hit him with a dive right there and just start the match like that. And uh, thank God he said no because like we ended up going like fifteen minutes. So, so, like that would have been. That would have been really dumb. And he said that, like, actually, Johnny said if that was like, if it was, if this was like a return match or a blow off, then like that makes sense. But because like you know it was my debut and everything, just to like you know have it more of like a traditional match. And uh, he let me call basically the entire match. The only match, ironically enough, the only match, the only spots that I didn't call were the two best spots were the uh, knee injury and then the double cutter. Those were John. That was Johnny's. Those were uh, Johnny's uh, brain brain children. I'm I'm always so so on injury spots only because I do kind of wonder if it's real or not. But there's also the fact of I feel like within the shows I go to and then TV, I feel like there was a there was a time period where I, there was too many of them, and I I don't remember if that's how I felt during this one or not. But going back and watching it and like seeing th- things I know I've seen throughout the uh, year since then, it's like eh, I don't know know how i feel about this one luckily i mean i did remember you're not injured <laughs> well i did want to play the heel throughout the match but johnny just said like you know you're gonna have a lot of uh a lot of uh family and friends in the crowd so like they're not gonna boo you no matter what you do so yeah he was like we'll just kind of play like yeah like i'm i don't i don't like i know i'm a better wrestler than you but i'm also like your trainer so like i feel like i got to make it like an example out of you you know yeah and so he did that to perfection with the whole you know breaking my fingers and like looking like calling my family out. I thought that was great when he did, when he does that, like he specifically wants to know where they're at. So that like they can like, he can get like a good vantage point of them, you know, of him breaking my fingers and everything. And like, yeah, like when I, when I missed the cross body and he just like, you know, goes up on the turnbuckle and like 
pretends like the pose and everything like that. That's just great stuff. Uh, and again, the the match. Yeah, I think I, I just we had that kind of match like as my first like debut. But if, that's why like if it was it was that good then. If like if we could just have a match like now, you know, if, like me five years into it, like what it could be, you know. But well, you'd have to uh, go to the performance center for that. Yeah, exactly. Which you know. Maybe one day, but if that if if I if if we never cross paths again in the ring, I can say that there's again outside of the sharpshooter, there's nothing about this match that I look back and go, wow, I really didn't like that. Like even the like Frankie, like you said, I think the ending's great, and uh, he didn't even if even the promo at the end of the match, like he didn't have to say all that stuff about me. That was yeah. that was none of that was planned. Like Johnny just said, I'm going to cut a quick promo uh, at the end of the match. Like he didn't tell me what he was going to say and. The stuff he said said about me, I'm very to this day. I'm just very appreciative of, and it just speaks to. And I meant it too when I said, you know, there was no one in Frankie, and I know Kaplan can attest this too. No one else I would have rather have learned from wrestling than Johnny and Candace. Yeah, I remember one thing Johnny said to me, and I can't remember if it was like this show or maybe even like a year or so later when the next class came up. He doesn't like to watch his student matches, and it's not like a bad thing it's just like the nerves he feels and all that kind of stuff because he obviously wants all of you to have great matches and he he looks at you guys like uh he's your you know wrestling dad and everything so he i know he has just a different mind for all that i'm i and i can't remember which show he uh i had had that conversation with him at um at our actual debut at girls night out he got stuck at the airport wherever he was coming back from from whatever booking yeah yeah. And he said he was pacing because he knew our match was going on. And then remember, Ryan Fairley, uh, you're your buddy, Frankie. Yeah. Blew his shoulder out. So we had to get him out. We had an ambulance. And Johnny pulled up right as the ambulance was leaving. And he thought, oh, my God, who's dead? Yeah. <laughs> he said when he entered, he knew it was one of us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> God, all the bad luck in debut matches. I mean that might that might be the worst one, but I I always think of uh, you know you know Bishop's class with uh, the match before where the rope breaks, and I'm not a wrestler, and I can't imagine that like oh yeah uh, take everything you know um, no bottom rope yeah it's horrible yeah. <laughs> and and because of that uh, Dan and I had to miss their debut because we had to run back to the training center and get another uh, rope for you know to replace it so we missed their we you know because I had stayed with them. Till like three in the morning, me and a couple other guys stayed with him till like three in the morning the night before, like working on the match. And I was so excited, like you know, to watch it and everything. And, I, and we had to miss it because we had to go get the other rope. All right, problems, problems that happen during shows. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Carson versus Gargano? Yeah, I have. Oh, go on, Kavala. All right, thanks. Uh, well, yeah, it's just uh, I just thought Johnny working the crowd is just you know he was just the best at that. You know, he's just I mean. The way he came out, and then you know, and then he he went around the ring, gave his high fives, went back behind the curtain, and then came out for the second part of his song, you know, where it hit, and it just Johnny with the crowd is awesome. It's from you know, with the with the him breaking Brian's finger and calling out his his family, and just just uh, every everybody everything with him talking to the crowd is funny. Even even like Brian's family getting. And like yelling back and his friends are our, our friends you know it was just it was it was pretty cool to see it was i like watching i really enjoy watching that match and and then that injury spot i mean that was well played on brian's part and even the look on johnny's face after the match after he you know 
submitted Brian. He uh, uh, Johnny's the look on his face is like, oh wow. He's like, you know, he actually put me put me through the ringer a little bit. You know, he he gave me more of a match than I thought he was gonna give me. He was Johnny was impressed. So I think Brian did a did a well job establishing himself in a singles match, especially with you know one of the best wrestlers in the world. Thank you, buddy. You're welcome. Well, what else you got, Frankie? Uh, I just had one more more note, which was it was the second scariest Carson dive I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I overshot it, actually. Yeah, I saw you like you like landing on the guardrail. It was so frightening. I tell you, I close find uh, poor Matt. <laughs> you good goods. <laughs> All right. If there's nothing else, it was Johnny picking up the victory. Let's move on to the next match. Up next, we have Flip Kendrick and Eric Ryan versus Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham and Josh Singh. This was the debut of Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham, and I totally forgot Flip Kendrick and Eric Ryan were a tag team. Black and wild, baby. Yeah. I think it's the debut of Dan's theme song. Well, if if it's his debut, it would be the debut of his theme song. Well, I'm just saying that that famous theme song that everyone's come to know and love. This is the first time that we we got to see it. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I th- I forgot and I forgot that Eric and Flip were called Black and Wild. I absolutely love that tag team name. I think that why I forgot about it is the fact that Eric teamed back up with Bobby Beverly and we get the Young Studs. And I think Flip and Lewis maybe they've tagged since then. I think if Flip's done anything after this, it's it's a lot of scramble matches and whatnot. They um uh, then they just they just teamed uh Jaylet this past uh two last year I think didn't they? Yeah, they reformed Aeroform. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I forgot how much I love Josh Singh's theme too. That's why that's yeah. another reason why he needs to come back is for the theme song alone. <laughs> well, Nana Singh was always fun too. Yeah, she was. She was yeah. she was the second best AIW grandma, only behind Grandma Cross. Right. <laughs> they should form a tag team, Nana Singh and Grandma Cross. <laughs> I think I, I put asses in the seats. I think I joked before when I interviewed Singh about having a match between Josh and Matt and having the grandma's ringside and the fun <laughs> you might have, especially if you put them close together. I mean, granted. Grandma Sing uh, or Nana Sing would just always just saying sing 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 sing, but God, if you put her close to Grandma Cross, it could be great. Hey, you got that's my. Hey, you got my money. Just take my money. I that's I love that idea. I wonder how she's doing now. I haven't I haven't heard about Nana Sing in a long time. I, she was a real trip, a real trippy gal. I liked her. I remember. Yeah, uh, she would always come to uh, Mega too when we were working shows there, and we see her. We seen her her a lot there, and. I was working Hill one time and she got, she interacted with me during my match and I caught her. She had one of that big, that big top hat on and uh, with the sparkles and all that. And I, I caught her uh, old Bagwell. <laughs> 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 and she was, she was loving it. She was, she was just cool to work with and, you know, hugs, hugs and kisses afterwards, you know, just a great lady. She reminds me of, you know, the typical grandmother, but with a little edge. You know, not all grandmothers, you know, can handle seeing their grandson be, you know, beat up like that in the ring. So tough hearted lady. I liked her. Hopefully all is well with her. Uh, any thoughts on this match? Uh, I got 
that's pretty much all I have with it. I, I just totally forgot about those two being a tag team. And then I, uh, I always like the dynamic of uh, Dr. Dan and Josh, uh, you know, Dan trying to change the ways of Josh, but you know, it not really working to begin with. And like I said, we really didn't get a, an end to that story. We just, it just kind of faded away. Yeah. Cause Josh just like disappeared. Like, yeah. like after yeah. December of this year, he just like, he didn't like disappear, but he just started showing up like less and less and less to the point where, you know, it just kind of ran its course. And I already mentioned that crazy flip that Kendrick did. That, that what was it? That he put him, Singh put him into that. I, I forgot what he was giving him, but he, he, he tossed him up and he did like a, he did like a double flip in the air before he took a face bump. It was right, it was right in the beginning of the yeah. match. And yeah, he had him in like a fireman's carry. Yeah, it was like a fireman's carry, but then he like tossed him off like a, you know, like a AA, but it ended up being, uh, it ended up being like a double flip. Yeah. This match, this match is also a testament to show you how far Dan's come along because, you know, obviously this is his debut and he's like, this is five years later, but it's, you know, anybody, you can say that about anybody, but truly it's not, not only like with his in-ring ability, like his character has come so much farther along than yeah. this time. It just speaks to, um, just how great he's doing with that character. And obviously he's gotten better in the ring too. Yeah. But I just think his character just, um, has just come so far. It just shows you like the hard work, the, the DCR that he's put into, to all, to, uh, his, um, you know, his career in the last five years is really paying off. Yeah. yeah. Major difference. And like, he, he looked a little jumbled in this match. You can tell, but especially with the part where he got down to all fours, because he, during that, uh, that, that double cannonball spot, and, you know, mm-hmm. he, he got down all fours when, you know, you hear Singh say, whip me, whip me. So he had to get up and get up off all fours and give him a whip, whip him to the cannonball. So, you know, little things, typical debut match, you know, but like he got to work it with some good people. And and I think it worked out in his favor for sure. It was a great debut for Dan. Yeah. When you get somebody who comes out uh, their first match and you can tell that there's a lot of work put into the character. That's something that I've, I've always noticed. And I felt like two of the, the best examples of it were Dr. Dan and you, Frankie uh, to when you both first came out, it's just, I instantly got the character. I understand where you're coming from. And it wasn't this just normal, Hey, I'm, I'm a new wrestler, uh, cheer for me, or I'm going to act really mean and don't cheer for me. Like there, there was some real character work put into it early on. I appreciate that, uh, that you, you think of me as, as one of those guys. And you know, what's weird too. It's like, you know, Dan was like, even when he first started like, you know, training with us, he wasn't that big of a talker at all, really. Like he would like, you know, say hi to us and stuff like that. But when, when I remember when they, when either he, like, I think he came up with the character or somebody suggested to him and he was going to run with it. I was, I, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I thought, you know, I don't know. I never really heard him talk before. I don't know what he can really do with this. And he absolutely has just blown me away with how like how confident he is like as this character too. Like I just I think uh, speaks to like how committed he is to it. And just wrestling in general, like you know, like you said, he was quiet at first, and and now he's like he's like a major role behind behind the scenes, even you know, not just a part of the show, but you know, behind the scenes, like he's you know he's came he, he's come through big time for AAW, you know, between. Yeah. You know, you know, getting, you know, the the U-Hauls to, you know, using even using his own work, his, you know, his family's business to, 
you know, store some of our stages and stuff like that. And, and just, he's the guy that everybody goes to, to, you know, get everything in order. He's, he took over like the, like the biggins were all kind of like, it made it easier for, you know, since biggins has gone now, you know, it was, you know, Thorne and biggins, you know, doing that, doing all the shots back then, you know, now, you know, it was all thrown at Thorne, obviously. So, you know, Dan definitely stepped up big time, especially since Biggins has been gone. And, yeah. you know, and he's definitely filling the role, you know. So it's not all on Thorne because, you know, he has a lot on his plate, you know, every show. You know, he has, he's the one putting it together, you know. So, you know, it, it's just, it's crazy to think how much, you know, even just the, the crew all together, you know, is, you know, we can't do this without, you know, our crew, without, you know, the trainees, without, you know, the wrestlers and everybody there, like they all play a part and it's just major roles. And Dan being one of the biggest, you know, Dom, Dominic Carini is stepping up and, you know, running training, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's like these guys are, you know, they live for the business and, you know, look at Dominic, he's, he's, he's making a name for himself. You know, he's, he's, he's growing out there. And what did, what did he play? He was in the, he was in a, uh, he's a, he was in a, the pro wrestling insider recently. Where did he place? Any place over there with his tag team? Oh, yeah. him and Koo were in it. Yeah, violence is forever. They, where did they, they place? They placed like in a in the fifties, didn't they? I forget exactly where they placed, but I know it being a big deal that they they got in there for the tag teams. Yeah, so so it's a big deal for us too. It's a big deal for me seeing him in there. You know, I, Dom put in the work, man. Definitely. You know? And so it's it's cool seeing people that you know devote all their time. You know, do the traveling and all that, and then you see it pay off for them. You know, yeah. So it's a team effort. Any other thoughts on this uh, tag match? Uh, just how much, how skinny at one point Justin was too. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you stop wrestling and just watch movies. Hey, you know, it, more power. If he's happy now, more power to him. Oh yeah. It just, it just sucks because he had such a bright future. I mean, just ah, uh, it, it's just like you go back, you think of like if he just would have just stayed committed for a couple years to like where he could be like right now. Yeah. I mean, it's something that I've said about both him and Daniels. I felt like when they first debuted, it was Singh that had the charisma Daniels that had the ability, put them together. Uh, I mean, take their uh, pros, put them together. That's a be a great fucking wrestler. But for some reason they both end up fizzling out for their own reasons. And it, it, it sucks because of the two, like Singh's the one that I gravitated towards first and it just it was because of that charisma like it, it kind of drew me in i'm like oh this guy's pretty awesome yeah like it, as as time went on daniels did develop a little bit of charisma it just it wasn't he got he got a little i want to say i guess the word is ridiculous with his characters like the real ben affleck is like no there already is a real ben affleck and it's ben affleck so your character doesn't make sense to me yeah yeah i think it's just uh that's a whole different can of worms when it comes to all that but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> his work was great, and you know, and he he worked he worked a good hill. Just I don't know who in the hell am I to talk about anything? You know, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't been around. I've been on and off with wrestling, you know, for the last few years. So you know, I'm not gonna sit here and judge other people's gimmicks and stuff in that part. You know. Well, if 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 you were to return at the ne- next AIW show, there would be a a lot different reaction. Like people would go nuts. Anything's possible, brother. You know, it's like, like I said, I don't even know. You know, it's like it's it's, it's a mystery, surprise to me, also. But you know, it's, it's not. 
you know, it's, it's, it's not over yet. I'm still going to be around regardless, you know, whether I'm there watching or just uh, competing, uh, maybe, hopefully, who knows. Kaplan versus the Duke for the boot. That's what I want. Yeah, the Duke for the boot. Good old Petey. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's other wrestlers, too, you know. Like, you, got, you got Big Twan. You got, you know, he's... he's, he's we're looking at these wrestlers that are debuting on this show. You know, you got so many more that debuted since then. I mean, like, yeah. hey, countless numbers. You know, one wrestler who I uh, debuted after this that I felt like when I was watching the crowd, because that's sometimes what I do, try to see if I recognize anybody. I'm not 100% sure if this is who it was, but I saw somebody in the back kind of by biggins. They looked really tall, but like, because where the camera was, like, I couldn't exactly make it out mm-hmm. who it was. I felt like it was PB. PB doesn't debut uh, till about a year later. Yeah, PB wasn't at the show. He w- okay. Well, you said tall. I was thinking weird body. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know who it was? It was uh, Frankie. It was the Dark Knight. It was what was that kid? Yeah, yeah. Bryce. Bryce. Yeah, it was, that's who it was. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he wanted. That's right. He wanted to come out as like. He wanted to get. He wanted to said he wanted to be dressed like Seth Rollins and call himself the Dark Knight. And we just looked at him and said, yeah. "So Batman? Yeah. You want to be Batman?" And then he had the other idea of just being Johnny, like a party boy or something, right? No, no. Like he just wanted to do Johnny's moves and and be be Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Well, yeah, I that, be the that was a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't see me doing that overnight. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, cast the characters that have come through the AIW Academy. I tell you, that's a whole. You talk about another can of worms. That's something we can spend four hours talking about. <laughs> yeah, promos, all that good stuff. About as bad as the cast of characters that have been AIW fans. Yeah, oh man, uh, a, a, I mean, we were. I was one of them at one point. You know, I mean, we all were. I mean, it's funny. I, I think you and I, uh, Summers. I think we, we. We argued with each other in the crowd once when I was still new, and I was just, you know, talking, talking mad shit, you know, just saying stupid, ridiculous stuff, being the, the heckler of the crowd. And I think, I think one time you and I were like exchanging words, you know, nothing serious, obviously, but you know, I'm like the new guy there and just talking shit. I have no idea who anybody is, you know. It's like who, you're probably thinking, who the fuck's this, Jamoke? I don't remember that, but I remember the first time I was ever at a show with Nick Sanka. He was yelling some stupid fucking shit. I remember yelling some shit back at him, and like looking back, I was like, "Oh, I yelled shit at Senka. I probably look more of like more of the asshole, no matter what he was yelling." He still he still does to this day. He, he, even by when he when he by the concessions when he's selling beer, he, he still yells stuff. It's funny. Yeah, but this was Turner's Hall. Like he was really close to me. Now if he yells, I don't fucking hear it. But then again, we got <laughs> we got different people now that yell a lot of crazy fucking shit. So it's a, yeah, it's it's amplified. Yeah. I don't think everybody liked when I came over there yelling jizz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there's nothing else on uh, this particular match. It was Flip Kendrick and Eric Ryan picking up the win. All right. Let's move on to the next match. Next up, we got Frankie Flynn versus Eddie Kingston. I'm a huge fan of cream era Eddie coming out to fucking Wu-Tang. That's always great. And Frankie... Was your mom at this show? Is that the person that Eddie keeps yelling at? Uh, so at one point he yells at her, but at a different point he yells at Carson. Yeah, we yeah we were working a little bit 
uh, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And really quick, funny story about that is that that was like that was us just working. Uh, Mia Yim did not know it was a work. She screamed at me very badly in the back after that. Oh shit! Yeah, and I tried explaining to her like, "Look, we were working. Like it was it was a work." And she just says, "No, no, it wasn't." Like, no, it was. Like, like you know. And he was like, "Cause she, cause she, this is how I knew she, like she was bullshitting me. She was like, "Well, he wants to kill you. He's he wants to he just wants to come up here and just beat the hell out of you." And I was like, "Like, where's this coming from? Like, we talked about this. <laughs> like, like, you know, I, I asked him before like this happened. I asked Eddie if I could yell something at him. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll talk shit back to you. You know, we'll work, brother. Don't worry." Like, okay. And then as soon as I came into the back, boy, she cornered me and just fucking gave me a, a hell storm. <laughs> So, Frankie, what are your memories and notes for this match? Uh, well, I mean, once again, I'm going to say, like, Jesus, my hair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, other than then, that, uh, people loved watching me get my ass kicked, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Glenn Moore had a huge <laughs> smile on his face when he threw that table on you. <laughs> Veda, Veda Scott, like, jumped and giggled with glee. You could see it on camera when I get the table thrown at me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's some some Frankie's gonna gonna kill you chance. I guess I was kind of over uh, for a hot second. <laughs> uh, then I woke up. <laughs> uh, but but in all seriousness, I mean, I I learned so much from this match. Uh, Chikarson and Bauer did so much on commentary for it and Kingston Duke and Dunn helped me out so much when it came to actually doing things in the ring just from this this one ass whooping uh, <laughs> that just consumed the entirety of the match I remember when they were talking about like because remember this was like a joke at first remember Frankie it's like oh who should Frankie debut against like how about Eddie Kingston and like everyone would laugh and like you know, no, yeah. So I I wasn't wasn't around for any of those conversations. I, well, I, think, I think I was purposely kept kept away. So if well, it did no, happen, their fear would be real. Well, there were. I think like I figure. I feel like it would happen, and everyone would just like ha ha. But then I remember like when when you weren't around, Frankie. That's when like Thorne or, or, or Biggins. I can't remember who it was. Was like yeah, like uh, you know, Eddie's gonna uh, Frankie's gonna wrestle uh, Kingston at, at Fresh Meat, and we. A lot of us still like didn't believe it, and then Biggins would just do that and laughs like, "No, he really is. He's gonna wrestle him." Yeah. Well, this is gonna be very, very interesting. <laughs> but Frankie, I tell you what, man, you took those guardrails like a champ. Like every time you yeah. threw you into one, you you didn't you didn't just slide into him, man. You left your feet every time. Yeah, I, I was watching that back and being like, "Oh, that explains why I walk like a, a sixty year old man sometimes <laughs> when I was being thrown into the." <laughs> but uh. Summers, one thing that you've made up, like when he, yeah, like this era of Eddie, like this, he, this is like different level, like heel Eddie. This is like streak, this is, this is like street gangster Eddie, which on top of, you know, t shirt Eddie, and now you got like, you know, street, you know, from the streets Eddie. Like, I think it just made for, I think this is his best heel work around like this time. Agreed. Like he spit, like he spits at Gary, like uh, before he walks to the back. Like, I love stuff like that. What mm. animal? One of my notes that I have down is classic Eddie, and I, I think what I meant by that didn't he uh, pick up the mic during the introductions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that right there, fucking classic Eddie. Mm-hmm. 
talking shit to people in the crowd and everything. Like it's just the crowd. It, he turned he turns the crowd against him before the match even starts. And that's yeah. just again that's ge- that's just what a genius that Eddie is. But they cheer when he wins because they just love him. Yeah. Like, nobody boos when he wins. You know, everybody still wants him to win. They just he just knows how to work the crowd. Like where he's at now. You know, like he he got to wrestle somebody that's you know having title match in uh, TNT. You know. It's just that level of genius is what got you know got him the opportunity with AEW, and he's just he's taking the ball and he's and he's running a mile with it. I think everybody can agree that you know it's way overdue that he's you know that he he finally got his bump up. You know this is I mean he 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 was ready to get bumped up you know back when I was when I started going to AEW yeah. like like in 2013 14 you know so it's like. The guy, it's just he—he he got what he deserved. He's—he's—he's he's, he's where he's exactly where he needs to be. And look at you, Frankie, getting to work with a guy like that. You know, yeah. How much, I, how much you said you learned from that. You know, it's and yeah. working with him, and it's just it's cool that you get to put that in your back pocket. You know, not a lot of people can say that. I can't say that. You know, and Eddie's one of the reasons why I got into wrestling. You know, it's just from seeing him at AIW. Like I remember that the one show. I was at. I don't remember which one. It's, it's, I was always drunk and shit. But uh, yeah, he was work. He was working the crowd, and he's like, "Anybody come in right now?" And that's and I stepped up. You know, I knew it wasn't gonna be able to get in, but it was just fun. You know, he talked to me after the match and all that, and he's like, "Good stuff out there." You know, just a cool guy to be around. Yeah, and you got to work with him, Frank. Yeah, you know, that's that's it's pretty amazing. Twice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I three times technically. Yeah, three. It, it's definitely, definitely mind-boggling thinking about it. Like, I definitely don't feel like I de- I deserved to work with with him or or half the people that that we've all got to work with. Uh, but it, it's it's incredible that we that we all did work with the people we worked with. Yeah, and how? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. But like you said, like how much I learned from you know being in there with Johnny because like you know. You le- you got to learn from Johnny too, Frankie. You know, so did yeah. Kaplan, so did Daniel, so did like we all got to learn from Johnny. Yeah, I got to learn like in ring live action with him too. But <clears throat> the fact that like at the time you got to work with somebody like Eddie and no one else like really did, I think that really that was uh I think that showed how much like Thorne and Biggins like were were had the trust they had in you too because of like how commit like like just like you were saying like Summers like you were saying um, in the beginning. Like they always like they Thorne Bickens always would rave like how committed you were to your character and how like I remember Thorne of all people were saying that he loved that you picked like the Phantom of the Opera as your entrance music. You know, mm-hmm. he just said like it was little stuff like that. And he would always use you as like an example, especially in future classes. Like, you know, you need to be as committed as Frankie is, you know, that, that, that and I think that's why they that, that's why like, yeah, it started out as a funny haha joke. Let's put, you know, Frankie in there with with, with Eddie. But I think just because they knew how committed you were to your character and how much a guy like Eddie really could help you like evolve that character is why they you know they gave you that chance. Can't have anybody better break you in, right? Than Eddie Kingston. You know, it was like oh. being it's like being introduced to prison. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give me your fucking spoon. Um, and it, I think that your worst your worst attire idea was for, for the, the attire that you wear is uh, mm-hmm. is that white. Is that white uh, cape you had that one time with the hood? And, and <laughs> yeah. when we, were, when we, were, when we were in the training center in the middle of the ghetto. We were, we were on a uh, twenty twenty eight and uh, <laughs> at the at the chop shop slash mm-hmm. like uh, 
slash rub and tug Asian parlor and <laughs> and Frankie Flynn shows up to practice in the middle of the ghetto with this with this this cape with a hood on. Didn't 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 uh, good thing he, if he went outside, I don't think he would have came back. <laughs> I'll never forget that. That was one of my favorite moments, Frankie. And when <laughs> you showing up with that, I'm like, don't go outside, man. Don't go outside. <laughs> yeah, I had to get rid of that that hood real fast. Did, didn't we cut it off at training? Like, didn't somebody like just rip, like help you cut it off? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in fairness, I probably should have had it done like somewhere else, like professionally, considering how much money I spent <laughs> for the cape. Uh, but I, I just just trusted whoever did it at the training. Hey, it's a thought that counts. Yeah, we didn't want we didn't want you to you know to get get shot on your way home from practice. Yeah. Tried to try going to the corner store with that thing on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the headless horseman on the way back. <laughs> and then we have those 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 little punks throwing rocks at us on the outside in beer bottles. Those kids. Yeah. Oh boy, the memories. So yeah. Great match, Frankie. Good job, buddy. Oh, thank you. I, I don't. I don't deserve that. It was all them. Yeah, you, well, you, you took a good ass kicking, and he's still alive. So, good job. With, <laughs> good job with Kingston, man. Thank you. Glad you're still here, buddy. <laughs> I'm. I'm glad to still be here too. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that I remember about this feud, and it wasn't necessarily this match. It was in the. I should say, I believe it was in the rematch where your mom is kind of at ringside and Eddie is just beating the shit out of you right in front of her. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I mentioned this before we recorded. I, th- I vaguely, I think I mentioned it uh, back when you were previously on, but for those who don't know, like Frankie's the one wrestler that I knew before he was a wrestler. And I watched as Frankie's mom almost said his real name. And that made me laugh. But yeah. what's your real name, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, what you see with Eddie, like in those moments where he finds the family, and it goes back to like the what Johnny did, because uh, as soon as Johnny did that, I'm like, oh my god, that's some Eddie Kingston shit. Where he finds your family, and he like beats the shit out of you, and just just to get that reaction, because like he did the same thing with. Uh, you know, Wes and, and everybody else like that. And it's fucking, fucking, I would say fucking great. But the fact that I'm not on the other side of uh, the situation, it seems great, but I don't know. It's, it's fun to, to watch. <laughs> yeah. Eddie's speaking of that. Eddie's responsible for one of the fastest times I've ever had to run in my life because uh, when he faced Wes at Russell Rager, I was, I wasn't doing commentary for the, uh, the match, but I was I was up there at the commentary station, and then when I saw that, that member of Barkley Nation throw that beer at Eddie, I've never ran that fast before in my life because Dom and I got right in between both of them, and we, I even told the guy like, "Dude, I don't care if you bought a ticket, you got to get out of here before you die." <laughs> I feel like there's been a lot of moments like that with uh, the Barkley Nation. I just, I mean, I'm just, you know, again, it just talks to you how good Eddie is, man, and what what he can do to a crowd. Like I know Barkley Nation had like their rowdy members, but I'm saying like. Eddie, Eddie can get that reaction out of, out of anybody. Like he can make a nun react that way. That's how good he is. Berkeley maniacs. Any other thoughts on Frankie versus Eddie? Just Frankie, you took a hell of an ass whipping, and Eddie Kingston is just a genius. <laughs> uh, I I don't feel like Duke gets enough credit for being part of the the feud either. But uh, but Duke did a lot too when it came to like the actual 
aspects of of adding more when Kingston was like arguing with Dunn or, or doing something, he'd always be like there taunting me or yelling something more and like telling Eddie to just finish it. I, I think that kind of helps play the match more as well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Duke's all right. <laughs> so I, I'm, it, it's not fun to put over the Duke, but sometimes I do it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> better, better you than me, Frankie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad you're still alive, buddy. I thought it was curtains for you. You're, you're a good boy, Frankie. You're a very good boy. Thank you, buddy. I love you, man. I love you, too. Uh, I do want to mention, too, we kind of talked about it, but the fact of when you have Eddie talking shit to commentary because he could hear Sposto or LFC, whatever yeah. you want to call him, and you just see that back and forth, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's again genius, Eddie. Man, you can just there's so many examples of what like what why what makes Eddie Kingston Eddie Kingston, and it's like again, this, like you said, some stuff like that. Like I said, spitting at Gary before he walked back, you know, grabbing the mic, like just it's everything you love to see. Like you know, especially in a heel, and and Eddie just embodies every single aspect of that. With Eddie, if you're there, you're involved. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a fan, if you're the if you're the the hot dog guy. guy. Yeah, you could be the hot dog, the hot dog slinger. Yeah, anything. You were involved. He knows how to work with everybody. Yeah, for sure. If there's no other uh, comments on this match and thoughts, we have Eddie Kingston picking up the victory. Let's move on to the next one. You're a good boy, Frankie. You're a very good boy. <laughs> <laughs> next up, we have the debut of the Weird World, Weird Body, Evan Adams, and... Alex Worldwide Kalar versus Hot Sauce Entertainment, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, and Tyson Duke. Um, who the fuck is Alex Taylor? Tell me. I don't know. <laughs> Sposto. This guy with, uh, my 20. <laughs> Sposto, if you're listening to this, um, we're about to uh, criticize a little bit of the commentary. Uh, again, who the fuck is Alex Taylor? Because that's what... Uh, Alex Kalar keeps getting called. We have, uh, first it's uh, Alex Adams, but it's like, oh, no, Alex no, that's, uh, that's a combination. It's Evan Adams and Alex Taylor. And then for the remainder of the match, Worldwide is referred to as Alex Taylor. And I was like, wait a minute. People didn't know <laughs> Worldwide's name back then? Like or even like, Welcome and Slipknot. Or, or at least I mean, I'm not gonna lie, for the first like two months I knew him, I didn't know what his name was. He was just worldwide. Yeah. I mean it's on his arm. I only found out what his last name was the one time he took his shirt off at training because it's on his stomach. Why are you looking at the stomach? <laughs> you keep my personal affairs out of your mouth, all right? <laughs> Sorry for stepping out of line. That's better. But no, that is weird. You're right that they didn't because I usually there's usually, you know, <clears throat> a run sheet at the table. I guess they didn't have one or something. But Alex Taylor, that's <laughs> that's going to be a hard one to live down there. Supposed to <laughs> is is Alex Taylor, Eric Taylor's dad. You know what? I, that's never been confirmed. So maybe we can't we, we can con- confirm some rumors here. I don't know. What am I, a doctor? <laughs> is Alex Taylor related to Terry Taylor? Ooh, is that the ice skater? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wears red and ice skates. <laughs> uh, 
Interesting. Uh, what are your thoughts on this match, Frankie? Uh, <laughs> my uh, my first note I have is about them being called Alex <laughs> Alex Adams and and Alex Evans uh, at different points, and it's it's just so hilarious that their first match together as a tag team, their debut match for both of them, they're getting mixed up by their names, and that would just kind of continue to happen for the rest of their career where people would call weird body worldwide and vice versa, or it'd be weird wide world body, much like their shirt that they were selling at this time. Uh, Weird body has the most beautiful messed up dive. I think that anyone could ever have. And I think it's because of the fact that he had such a weird body that it worked for him. And then I love the OG Lake Erie monster that featured the lawn dart at the end. I, I still think it was so good. Um, yeah, the, this was because, because of how much their name got screwed up on commentary. You're right. It's like a precursor to how their, their careers would go. Um, they sold us. They sold a ton of merch though. I'll, I'll give them that, that there was a sea of green shirts when this match started. Yeah. That must be a record for that. And, um, yeah, this, I love. I just love how weird body. Because the thing was, like, he was so he was so determined to hit that dive, man. That he was just was going back and forth. It wasn't like he was half assed and running those ropes. He was going full head of steam, and then he just he lands himself on Botchamania as soon as he goes over those ropes, man. Uh, and it just it reminded me just like of like going through training with them, especially when we found out we were going to put them together as a tag team, and it <laughs> brought back so many fond memories uh the old training days and then yeah you know and i think the last time they actually they, the reason they got rid of that lawn dart frankie in the in the lake erie monsters because at warp tour um kaplan and i wrestled them and when weird body got thrown into me he broke two of his fingers yeah and he just said after that he's like i'm not we're not we're, we're cutting that you know we're not doing it anymore <laughs> but yeah I, I you know and credit the hot sauce entertainment man those two they did everything in their power to make them you know look as good as they possibly could and i miss tyson dukes man yeah and hot sauce was just hot sauce i mean that guy could, that guy <laughs> could wrestle he could wrestle with a with a wet broom and, and have a five-star match weird body weird body too yes the wet broom uh, well <laughs> that's that's true yeah i think tracy williams is going to be one of those names the next five years that's going to have a huge huge following because you just watch a lot of the stuff like he did here uh, and also just in AIW alone, like I said, early in the show, he was on commentary and that was the first time I've heard of on commentary. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's really good. Yeah. So it shows you, uh, how diverse he can be. We all know how great he is with wrestling. And I feel like when it comes to his AIW run, the dude had some bad luck, like with tag teams, because you have hot sauce entertainment, which yeah, they had, uh, tag title runs, but you know, having to end it because Tyson Dukes can't make it in the States anymore sucked. And then we put him with another bro and that completely got fucked up because I think that would have been a great tag team for a while. And it it almost made sense. It's just like, well, if you're going to, you're going to go through all this shit, you might as well go for the absolute title. And then that made so much sense with him winning. He's had a hell of a run. Like, you know, it's well, like you said, it's well deserved too. It's not like he was just like a fill in guy for, for something or, or anything or like those tag teams fizzled off because they weren't getting over or anything, which just was a string of bad luck. And, you know, he's, but then, you know, he's good enough where he can have his own singles run. And he more than proved that, you know, during that title run that he had. 
Yeah. He had a great chase to it, and he had a great title run. It, it sucks to see him right. go, and now him being in Ring of Honor and everything he's doing there, and I think that is a brand that can be rebuilt. And I think when you look at the history of Ring of Honor and a lot of the great wrestlers they had, like you know Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, I kind of look at Tracy Williams like, well, that can be another dude in you know five years. Everybody's saying like, yeah, like he's fucking great. You need to watch him. Definitely. <clears throat> yeah, they gave they gave uh, the Weird World a good debut match, or as best as it can go, I guess. Uh, like it's like like we talked about, like the merch sales for them, you know, good for them for you know getting their shirts out there, and you know people supported them, and like they must have a record for debut shirt sales, I would think. I mean, it's, they did they did pretty good. I think they're all well off after that. I think what a uh, Weird Body bought a yacht. He went to the Bermuda Triangle with it. Yeah, he bought uh, it. It was it was it was made out of hemp. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah, all seriousness though, I mean, weird body with that dive, you know, that's the look at look how he after that botched dive, you know, like hot sauce is there to greet him with that forearm, you know, that was good. That was a good way to you know, you can see how the the veterans work with the new guys, you know, it's just like he was there to fix that spot, you know, it didn't look half bad honestly for what it was, you know, and. And and he got to get his little rub on Botchmania. Um, we got to see the date not only the the debut of the, the Weird World, but we got to see the we got to see the the Weird Ball where he goes yeah. the, where he goes and he he goes into the ball he got stomped out of, and uh, we got to see the, the the Terry Funk ladder spot with uh, Weird Body on his shoulders. Um, uh, the Whip and Nene. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Whip and Nene, which is short lived, I think, but I remember him. Loving it in practice. Oh, can't wait to do this. This uh, whipping Nana. I'm like, what the? I was like, what the fuck's a whipping Nana? I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. And then, then they had to show me on the on the internet web, and then how uh, that's like a music video or some some rubbish. But they, I like their version better than the the, the song. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like they look good. Uh, uh, Alex Taylor looked uh, good. <laughs> Or Kevin Johnson, or whatever his name is, he looked he looked good. He, you could tell he was a lot. That that was like I think that might have been like the best he looked in wrestling. You know, like 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 body wise, you know, he was he was in great shape. You know, or the best shape he's been. I think. You know, I think he gained a little weight since. I mean, I can't talk, but you know, he also lost weight. But you could tell they were a lot more fit from all the training that they were at because they they were consistent with training still at that point, which I also can't talk about. You know. So, but yeah, I, I enjoyed their match. It was funny. I got, I got a laugh out of it and, and I was happy to see them debut. You know, they put in their work. They deserve to debut just like the rest of us. So what a tag team to go up against. Yeah. And look where those guys are at too. You know, they're well-respected in wrestling. And so is hot sauce. <laughs> hot sauce. <and> another guy. <laughs> With uh, the merch money from this night, uh, Weird Body started his retirement fund, and it uh, was able. He was able to retire because of it. I still can't believe that was real. When that, I couldn't believe it. What's it? I have no idea what when you're he, talking about. When Weird Body retired. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was weird to hear. I was. I just. I was the first match of that of that event, and I remember when he came back, and I was like, "All right, you know, we're sure I'll see you at the next one." He's like, "Nah, man." No, he won't. He's like, I'm dead. I'm dying. He just said, like, the weird body died today. Yeah, yeah my condolences to the family of weird body. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's, uh, it's tragic in my life, you know. I mean, no weird body. What fuck do I have to be around wrestling for now? And it, it's kind of weird that he he retired before COVID. And it was like it's like a weird timing that not many shows happened afterwards. What are you trying to say there? <laughs> I'm I'm trying to say that the uh, the vaccine could be found in Weird Body's blood. Okay, yeah, uh, we better find him. Oh, he's dead. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I miss him. So I know. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, definitely entertaining, amusing. Their match. So I got to say. <laughs> I said, does anybody got anything else? Nah, just sad. That I kind of miss Weird Body and Worldwide too. And oh yeah. And Tracy Williams and Tyson Dukes. Yeah. Miss everyone that was involved in this match. Yeah. They're all very good boys. It was Hot Sauce Entertainment getting the win. Let's move on to this next match. We got Kaplan versus Mad Mam Pondo. Uh, the, Never heard of them. <laughs> well, uh, this was also the uh, last appearance of Mad Mam Pondo. We kind of talked about there's a lot of debuts. And a lot of people we never seen again. Batman Pondo was one of them. Uh, I thought the the table spot was really really interesting to where it just breaks, and you end up having to use a plastic table. And also, like we don't have to get into the details. The commentary about Madman Pondo's relationship did not age well. <laughs> yeah, and it's a lot, and I'm like, oh yeah, no. You know what else didn't age well? My my hair. I definitely had a lot more hair in that in that match than I do now. I noticed that was the first thing I noticed about this match. I was like, "Damn, look at that! Look at that slightly balding man." So, yeah, that's definitely what I noticed. What I look back on when I see this match. That's it. No, this is when this is when Mia Yim was yelling at me. So I'm kind of I'm really pissed off that I didn't get to see this live. I got to see like. From the tail spot on, but I was very upset that I missed the first like you know three quarters of this match. Yeah, me too. And then <laughs> immediately, the funny the funny thing is immediately like that was the church's table, and like you know we were very specific that we couldn't use anything, and uh, that was like you know their property or whatever. And then soon as Kaplan goes through the table, like Thorne is yelling at every student that will listen is like get that right now and throw it out, like put it in the dumpster immediately. Don't don't let anyone see it. It's a dead body. <laughs> the tails from Mount Carmel, man. I tell you. Just make yeah, sure. I mean, just make sure you don't tag them in uh, photos on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was on Fox Eight at one point. Hopefully, the the deacon or whatever the, the the cardinal. I still think my favorite part of this match when I watch it back is when uh, you throw them into the uh, the set and it just like collapses. You can just see the set guys and Crazy Mary trying to hold up the set. Yeah. Like the entire time after you throw them in. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it almost killed Crazy Mary. I saw that. It, it went straight for her. And luckily, you know, she 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 put her hands up. Everybody got their hands up in time. But yeah, that it couldn't have went well if, you know, it, if uh, people weren't there. But, you know, how could you predict that? Do you have uh, any memories of this match and the pure crazy brawling that that ensued? And do you still have the dollar today? I have a dollar today. It's in my. I keep it in my travel bag for wrestling. It's it's part of my my uh, accomplishments and like one of the cool things I you know acquired in my lifetime. And I haven't used it yet unless I unless I'm really struggling. But I have that and a couple other cool little knickknacks in my in my bag. But yeah, I definitely have the dollar. And 
uh, I wasn't going to lose that buster. Um, <laughs> I think I put it in my pocket right away. But, you know, just leading up to that match, you know, there's so much to think from. You know, I I was just more I, – I just didn't know what to expect. That's that's how the best way I can put it. You know, it's like how do you prepare yourself for something like this? You know, it's my first time ever being in a, in a, in a weapons hardcore match. And first time working with thumbtacks, any any of those weapons really, you know. And I was I was definitely more invested into getting weapons for the match because I know Pondo travels. He traveled there, so you know he can only bring so much of them. So obviously, I took it upon myself to, you know, gather some things. I went to some stores. I I uh, I accidentally the the shopping cart from uh, what is it Dollar or Save a Lot down the road it accidentally fell into the back of my truck for the match so i can put all my stuff in there and yeah and i also uh it's just weapons around the house anything i could find i think i went into my my bathroom off the toilet seat you know <laughs> so i was just i was trying to find the best way to prepare myself for this match with pound up you know so I, I knew that you know it was definitely gonna be uh crazy and uh I definitely had some uh, training to do before. I just I did uh, studying on him, and he's been around, you know, for a very long time. We actually share, share the same birthday, June twenty fourth, and uh, he debuted. I think when I was so uh, it was two years old, or I was three years old. Uh, so he's been around for a long time. So you know, I, I get to wrestle, you know, my first singles match with a with a seasoned veteran. So I thought that was pretty fascinating to me and cool that I was able to just even do that and. He was he was a uh, he was a character, and in our match, uh, I mean, what you saw, I mean, we we tore each other up. He was throwing me in the chairs, and there was a couple incidents that happened that were planned, like the table that he brought up, that piece of shit table. I don't know what the hell was that up with that thing. I mean, you saw when I put him on it the first time, that thing looked like it was gonna. And if you notice, I I, I put him on there pretty gently, more than I should have probably to, you know, to, to get prevent that table from breaking. Which I noticed right away. I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" You know, it was made out of the cardboard, and and uh, yeah, I didn't see good things happen with that. I had a when a table broke, I had to improvise. I mean, I didn't want that was my big spot that I really wanted to do, and and I know that we weren't supposed to use the uh, the church uh, seating and you know tables and all their stuff, but I I wanted to really get that spot, and so you know I I, I took the heat for it. And I knew that I was going to get heat for it once I got back. And, you know, it was as expected, you know, Biggins yelling and, and Thorn, you know, they, they didn't tear me apart. But, you know, I mean, I see where they're coming from also. But, you know, I was willing to pay for it. You know, I was like, well, you know, I'll pay for a new chair. I mean, they disposed of it like it was a like it was a corpse. So luckily, you know, that was taken care of right away. So, you know, I didn't have to. But, yeah, it's just uh, under certain situations like that, sometimes, you know, you improvise and and it may not be the best idea to do it, but you just want to do it. And I'm I'm glad I did it overall. And uh, I think that was like a, one of the high spots of the match. And uh, just everything he put me through, I got to go on thumbtacks. You know, I was in the crowd. I was fighting in the crowd. That was my first time doing that. You know, I we we, we had a good majority of uh, fighting in the crowd during that match. Uh, also, another thing I learned was don't go by the merch tables because if you notice in the during that match, Pano and I were scuffing around in the, the back corner over there by the uh, the Candace LeRae's uh, merch table, and 
you see Pano put like a hand on her shirt, and then I'm I almost knocked one of her shirts off the table. And it's funny, you just look at Candace's face, and she's just like she's just like staring me down, like you bastard. But she was cool about it, you know. But it's just uh, she definitely you know pointed out to me, hey, you know, you might not want to you know go towards the other wrestlers merch while you're wrestling, you know, in case like you know you're sweaty, you're bloody, you know, it's like you have whatever else on you that you know from whatever you're doing. So. Yeah, they definitely pointed out, you know, try and stay away from the merch. So every time I watch that match now, I just look at Candace's face. Wow, my hand's almost knocking her shirt off the table. She's just staring off, staring her laser eyes right at me. That bastard. But I love Candace, and, you know, and I always enjoyed being around her. And, and I'm glad to get feedback like that, too. Like, that's little stuff that matters, stuff like that. And also, Pondo, uh, he, uh, he got injured during that match, too. He, uh, he hurt his ankle on when I gave him that body slam on the thumbtacks. So, you know, we had to work around that, too. It's just, there was, there was for a debut match, for a singles debut match, there was, it definitely put me through the, the ringer with, you know, difficulties and problems, you know. Like, like multiple things happened to where, like, you know, you had to improvise in some, in like, some, one of the instances, like the table and the, or also the, you know, the injury. And I think there was another box where, like, uh, with with the, with the kendo stick where he went to go hit me and I moved and and I think that he was supposed to hit me again and it just looked awkward me standing there looking at him for like a couple seconds you know I don't know if you guys noticed that but I noticed that because I was pissed off about that you know and as, as a wrestler you know when you perform you you definitely nitpick yourself more than anybody I feel like and you know that's one of the things that I that got me in that match I was like oh that's, I wish I could have done that better but that's that's how you learn. So I, I did a lot of learning with Pondo. You know, I'm glad I was very fortunate to wrestle with him. And we had a lot of my friends there, too, to watch it. And the crowd was big. It was definitely an experience. Two things. I think this is where the legend of Kaplan started. Like, if you look, look at some of your previous matches, we didn't get to see, like, this part of you. And I feel like that's the that's what's stuck with us through time. And then there's also the fact of... Um, between you, Carson, and the Weird World, I feel like that might have been half the audience because it, it's it's divided up really well between regular AIW fans and those other three groups. Yeah, and most definitely, and and we were talking about it also. Another thing I'm aware of too, with the with you know our friends coming to the shows. You no, know, I think they definitely purposely you know, places on the card later because they knew we had a lot of friends coming and they wanted to keep the show full, you know, for most of the, most of the show. So that's why I think that we were on the card a little later also. And that's okay. I mean, more time for me to, you know, go over the match and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, my standpoint on that is, or my intake is that, yeah, I appreciate my friends coming and stuff. Like, you know, a big picture for me is, you know, I'm giving money, I'm getting money for the company. You know, I'm, I'm proud that I'm doing that. You know, I'm, you know, it's 20 bucks a ticket, you know, and and some people just aren't into wrestling. You know, some people come and support you. You know, we have friends that, I, you know, I don't expect them to, you know, understand wrestling. You know, they, they you know, I, I, I love that they come and support uh, Brian and I. You know, it's, it's all good and fine. But, you know, I also, from our standpoint, it's different, you know, that we want them to, you know, support the show and be there so all the other wrestlers can get, you know, looked at. And, you know, we want them to stay. But, you know, they, they're obviously, you know, they're not committed to AIW or wrestling in general. So, they you know, they're doing their part by 
supporting me and just leaving, you know. And I can see how that can be you know, aggravating for other wrestlers. And my, I was talking to a couple wrestlers about it before. I was saying, you know, to me, it's just a waste of money. You know, you're paying 20 bucks. Like, what happens if I went on first, you know, and then they came to see me. They paid 20 bucks just to come see me and then leave. You know, that happened for me, actually. So, you know, to me, that's just a waste of money. You know, it's like going to a concert and seeing that one song you want to hear from that band and just leaving it right after, you know. So, yeah, I, it's wishy-washy. I mean, I think that it's great. Overall, I think it's great that we were able to get money for the company. You know, that's my perspective on it. So, at least that that's the good thing about that but i also want you know them to stay and support the other wrestlers too but what are you going to do uh frankie did you have any thoughts on this match uh, yeah uh i mean my my first note is also that i i think this is where the legend of kaplan began uh in honesty and it it's great to to see and like knowing Kaplan and Carson for, for so many years now and, and being with them from the beginning. Uh, it, it was real weird rewatching all of the, the matches uh, and just seeing how, how great, even, even from the beginning, you, you both were when it came to your guys' debut singles matches, uh, that it was insane. I kind of described the match in my note here as a beautiful mess in the best way. And that's kind of a hundred percent how I see it with all the, the weapons everywhere and the, the chaos happening as the match is progressing all the way to the cinder block coming out. <laughs> uh, it, it was just beautiful. Thank you. I, you know, much, much appreciated brother. <laughs> no problem, man. I, the only funny note I have is the pillow. I, I love the fact that the pillow made it to camera. <laughs> I was so angry about that pillow. Vegan's just like, pillow? What the fuck are you bringing a pillow for? I was like, oh no, to suffocate him or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Put a pillow over his face and punch him in his heart. Something. You know, and I like how our Pondo finds it and he just throws it right into the fucking crowd. <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, yeah, I I saw that too when I was watching it and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. At least the pillow got incorporated somehow. And you know, Caden and 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 his uh, grandfather, they they also, you know, they brought weapons. They came up to me at the beginning of the show. That's my first, like, real interaction with both of them. Like, they came up to me. They, they're outside uh, getting ready to come in. And Caden's like, he's like, I got something for you. He's like, here. And he just gives me gives me a tennis racket uh, wrapped in barbed wire. Uh, and he, he gave me, like, a box of thumbtacks, you know. And I'm receiving this gift from this 14-year-old kid. You know, it's like it was definitely the most uh, obscure gift I've ever gotten. Well, besides this Teletubby painting I got in my house. And he got this weird fucking Teletubby painting in my house. It's fucking creepy as shit looking at it right now. But, uh, but yeah, Caden came through, man. It, he had he had some weapons for me in the match, and they, they, they all got incorporated. So, like, I was happy about that, too. That was cool that, you know, that was my first, you know, interaction with him. And, you know, and it's, and, you know, it's still... Besides the uh, set falling and everyone trying to hold it up, I think my favorite part of the match is the sound that the stop sign makes when it hits your head, like right before the finish. It's so loud and it's so it's like the perfect. You could not have like he couldn't have hit you in a more perfect spot with the with more like whatever force he used and like how you bumped it and everything. It was just it was a perfect because it, it got a huge reaction because yeah. even if like you were anywhere in the building and like for some reason you had your back turned. When you when you hear 
the stop sign bounce off of your head. Like you turn around and like you notice something and like it just was a perfect way to end the match. Yeah, I still hear that fucking ringing from it. <laughs> shit, shit was loud, man. It was loud as hell. Big white light. So what I saw. But yeah, it was a great, it was a great, it was a great way for you to debut. I, I, I when I finally could dig it to watch it in its entirety, I, I think it went as best as it possibly could with every, all things considered. Thanks, Pally. You're welcome, buddy. You're a good boy. Thank you. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this match? Uh, I'm glad that uh. We both walked out of it, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm, I'm glad you both were able to walk yeah. away on your own power. I'm glad I didn't kill uh, Mary. Yeah, you almost took out a third of the of the uh, riot squad. Yeah, and fucking almost destroyed Candace's merch. Oh man, that look on her face. If you, if you guys haven't seen it, go back and just pause it right there. Look at the look on Candace's face when, <laughs> when my hand almost knocks off that shirt of hers. It's just fucking staring, staring right at me, my through my soul. It's hilarious. Good thing she didn't have any cupcakes there at the time. I would have probably ate them. Nah, those normally sold out before the uh, beginning of the show. Oh, yeah, those things went like hotcakes at homeless shelter. <laughs> so, yeah, fun stuff. And to complete the trifecta of, and I didn't realize this till now, of the guest on this show losing, it was Madman Pondo picking up the victory. Well, I thought I won. All right, whatever. <laughs> Let me let me double check cage match. Nope. Yep. Madman Pondo. Which it, it is weird. Kaplan is one of the few AIW names that still doesn't have a hyperlink on cage match. What the hell is that? What the hell's it? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even fucking with you guys. Like, what the fuck is that? Cagematch.net is a website where it's it's basically I would say the IMDb of wrestling. I was just gonna say it's like the IMDb for what the fuck's the IMDb. <laughs> Oh, that's it's, the it's thing a database. The, the thing with the people and stuff. Yes, with the people and stuff. Yes, okay. <laughs> the things and the stuff. The stuff and the things. Okay. Uh, so it's like the movie star, IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, it, it's a database of wrestling where there's a lot of independent promotions that are are in that database. WWE is obviously in that database, and it. It's a way to track somebody's career, uh, how many matches they had in a month, and how many matches they had an entire year. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, little aspects to it, and I, you can pull up AIW as a whole and go through every card. It'll tell you uh, who won and who lost. Sometimes it'll tell you how long the match was, like your match versus Pondo was 18 minutes and 3 seconds. The That is the second longest match on this card, only behind Gargano and Carson. Uh, But normally, if you click on somebody's name, it'll just have everything about them organized. You don't have that. It's just your name. (laughs) My name is just on there. Yeah, it just just says your name. just says Kaplan, but I can't click on your name where I can see where all of your matches were, or at least the ones that they have record of, and whether you won or lost. Like, it's, I mean, you're, you're there in all these things, but that's just not linked together. Do I got to do this shit? No, it's it's someone there at the web, uh, website that has to do it. It was like, you know, at one time, Bishop didn't have a hyperlink. Now he does. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. So it's weird knowing that my, my name's out there more than I think it is. You know, it's on stuff like that. Like, yeah. Being on videos and stuff, you know, like just being on the internet, being on Fox Mania before, you know, I got to be on there before for the, the match against Carson. Yep. And I got one of those he fucked up videos. 
and then there's a the moment where he fucked up. Got that kind of shit. I think it's hilarious. I, I show people that shit. I don't care. Is that, is that the same match where uh, Brian Carson uh, slipped and fell on his way out? No, that was the second <laughs> match. That was when I slipped and fell was the first match at uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. The the second match where he co- basically collapsed my chest and that was at uh, Tequila Jacks. Okay. Well, I think that was Paul's house. Did I pop your eardrum too? Then yes, he popped my eardrum in the beginning of the match. Pop last <laughs> drop, it, brother. Uh, it, was a, it was an accident. It slipped. But what? It's yeah. <laughs> Your Sanford horn, your Fred Sanford horn. But accidents happen. That's why I was found in the Refco dumpster in 87. All right, let's move on to the last match and the main event of the evening. Like I said, main event is Alex Daniels versus Ricky Shane Page for the AIW Absolute Championship. Uh, The notes that I, I have are... A lot less crowd for this match, and uh, that's pretty much it. I really wasn't invested in into this match. It's one of the the weakest links on this card for me. Uh, any thoughts on it, Frankie? Uh, I'm, it opens with some good technical wrestling. I will say uh, overall, I think it's a it's a very good match. Uh, I I don't feel like it should have been the main event of the of the show. Maybe. It, you know, I, I get the idea of like, you know, the main title, your major title being the main event. But I feel like when it came down to it, it probably should have been a Kaplan and Pondo as the main. and probably would have done this a little earlier, uh, even before the Weird World match. Have the Weird World debut in the semi-main. Kaplan and Pondo be the main. Uh, and then I, I think the finish happened real fast, too. Uh, I, I just I wasn't a, a big fan of how fast it kind of happened and appeared what are your thoughts on the carson uh yeah i couldn't really get into this match i don't know what it was i, I yeah there was i like some of the opening spots they did reminded me how good daniels was you know again we talked about seeing having a bright future daniels i mean he just he never was out like he was never outdone. Like yeah, he worked. He he worked with a lot of guys that had a lot more experience than him. But like he always held his own, especially early on. <clears throat> and like just and then in Johnny's last match, like Johnny putting him over the way he did. You know, I mean that's you. What better endorsement could you ask for, especially at the time? And just just to see what happened to him after that, just is you know it's it's the business. I get it. You know, like you know people are gonna go down whatever path they feel is right for them. And again, as long as, like we said about Singh, if, if he's happy, then that's 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 all you can ask for. Because at the end of the day, like, yeah, we're wrestlers, we're performers, but we're also human beings. And if he's a better person because he went down a different path instead of sticking with wrestling, then that's all you can, you know, that's all you can really ask for. Um, I fe- I just, I don't know. I felt like the, they could have designed the match to make him look a little bit more like the, the best student of the class. Because, like, you know, like he was, in all honesty. And because he had not only did he have the most experience, but I mean, he could do things that like myself and Frankie and Kaplan and, you know, Weird World and uh, Dan like couldn't do just based on his athletic ability. Like, you know, he was the free runner, like because that's what the, he did. That actual shit outside of training was like the parkour stuff and everything. And um, I, I just I, I just think they could have designed like designed the match a little bit more. Yeah, the crowd was kind of dead at this point, you know, for like basically two shows of wrestling. And again, like all of 
mine and Kaplan's friends left, all of Weird World's friends left, Dan's friends left. So, like, yeah, there were basically just the AIW faithful that were left in the crowd. But um, probably, yeah, like, my if I had to pick, like, the worst match on the card, it's probably this one. Your thoughts, Mr. Kaplan? Oh, well, don't mind if I do. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, if in a main event, I think just because it, just, it was a, the title match, and, I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, maybe not so much after a match that I had, like with Pondo, where there was weapons involved, and, you know, another much-anticipated match, probably like the maybe the second most-anticipated match there. Uh, I think that kind of – like took heat off that match also because, you know, everybody was a little tuckered out after it from, you know, everything else. And there's the uh, yeah, intermission always, and then you get back, and then you see you're in a long stretch. You know, everybody starts getting tired. And, you know, we had a crazy match with Pondo and all that. And and uh, Daniels, you know, I think that's Daniels' best gimmick, the free runner. I, that was my favorite one of his. I think that, that was more genuine and it made sense, you know, unlike the, you know, the, the, the real Ben Affleck. You know, I never, never understood that. No, I didn't mind his character when he did that. You know, I thought he he he's, he got him better with like you know him being a hill. But you know, I like the free runner. I thought that you know that could have been a good baby face. You know, there was a perfect baby face uh, gimmick for him. And uh, I mean, yeah, he's him against Ricky. Definitely, uh, it was it was rough on. I mean, Ricky was definitely giving it to him. I mean, I think that he 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 knocked what did he knock Daniels out for a split second during the match and. Uh, so there was that, you know, and it's, um, I mean, watching Ricky, he was, you know, he was still pretty agile. I know it, I, every time I watch his matches too, I'm just like, oh, that guy's he's pretty quick for, you know, he's really quick for his size, you know, especially there, he's, you know, him jumping around. And I, I think he was in pretty good shape then too. I think that was at a point where he lost a little more weight. So I remember he was pretty big when he, when I started, he was always big, but like, I think he thinned out a little bit there during that time. And, uh, and, yeah, it was just a another match like at the end where I just like, I was just tired at that point after watching the show and I just you know I didn't invest so much time and do it either. But you know uh, I like seeing Daniels you know in his prime. I mean it was very short time. I mean he didn't have a chance to really have a I, I don't know if you call it his was it his peak maybe very short lived. I don't think it was his peak, but no. I mean he was still his peak came later. Yeah, I guess, yeah when he was like the intense champion and all that. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, he was on the he was on he was ascending. Yeah, he was on the ascent. Yeah. I also felt crappy too. Looking back on it now, like how like we were talking about earlier, all my friends left, all our friends left. So you know they kind of got the shit under the stick on that too. But you know, you know I don't we you know plan on that to happen. You know it's not like that was intended by us. But uh, I think that had a lot to do with this. You know the lack of crowd was definitely. The lack of enthusiasm with the other crowd, you know, like there being only a small crowd definitely brings down the the, the tension of, of the match. So I think that had a lot to do with it also, it kind of being like a little bit boring. But yeah, out of everything on the card, I think that was like the, my least favorite also. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah, this didn't really feel like a main event, whether it be the crowd, whether it be just uh, how these wrestlers have not really been in AIW for a while, but a lot of these matches, just even rewatching them, I felt like there there was a bigger build into them. It made them feel important, especially when we have you Kaplan versus Pondo that we could end the show right there and it would have been fine. But the, yeah. uh, just Daniels and Ricky, just 
I, I, I really just wasn't interested in uh, this match. Yeah, I, I, I didn't really keen my interest really at all. I thought they could have hooked us at some point, but I don't think they did. I, again, just I don't know if it was the way the match uh, was designed. I don't know if like it, again, it could have been the crowd, could have been, a, could have been a, a, a number of factors, and that's probably the reason why it just didn't live up to what everyone thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just bad. You know, maybe not placement, but like it's just the, the other match kind of outshined it a little bit, and and I think that everybody's just talking out after that. Everybody started going home. They started going bye-bye. Agreed. So, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's what happens. Now. What are you going to do? I mean, you can't just look back on it like we are now. And it's cool seeing, you know, those faces in there still. Like, they aren't there anymore. You know, it's a different time for sure. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this match? Nah, this just didn't live. It just wasn't really a main event. Like we, like we said, like, it just it just didn't feel like a main event. Yeah. Maybe in another road, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the show. Any final thoughts on the card as a whole? Start with Frankie. Uh, I mean, overall, I I think it was a great showcase of the school, especially at that time. Uh, I think throughout the entire show, there was a, a lot of talent all over the place uh, that it definitely was great to be a part of the experience. I'd love to see maybe the concept come back now. I, I don't know how we we could do it. Maybe do like an old versus new and a student versus student format. I, I don't I don't know. Maybe have the, the new students kind of do their own like proving ground with certain other people. But I, I think it'd be really cool because definitely a concept that that worked for all of us, I would say, and helped all of us grow and become better. I mean, looking at where all of us are now that we're on on the card that are that are still part of everything, uh, I, I think we've all improved so much when it comes to it uh, that we were kind of all handled handed the world after after the show. Like this was a real big show for all of us, and it kind of escalated all of our careers and and helped us out all in different ways. Yeah, Frank. I mean, Frankie, you made some good points there. I think that uh, yeah, it definitely was a great showcase for the school. Uh, between, uh, like you said, not we. It's not like we were just put in there with seasoned veteran. We were in there with people that like were names as well. You know, it's not like just we weren't just working with guys that had been working for five, ten, maybe fifteen years. We were working with you know big like proven talent on the independence yeah. and the fact that like. It kind of, if you look at it, we were kind of all thrown, you know, like, you know, into the deep end with sharks. And, mm-hmm. you know, instead of coming, instead of getting eaten alive, you know, we all walked out with some fins and some teeth. Because, I mean, it just between the crowd being as hot as they were for basically every match, again, besides the main, because that's when all they left. But still, like, you look at the crowd in your match, Frankie, and uh, my match, mm-hmm. Cap's match. I mean, even in Dan's match and uh, the Worlds match, like, that played into it. Um Sposto and Bauer did a great job on commentary, helping all of us out as well. That that plays into it. Like when I knock Johnny off the apron and Sposto starts calling me like a piece of garbage and like this guy will do anything. And Bauer's like, I always believed in this Brian Carson. Like I knew it. I knew it. Like that's that stuff plays into the match. And, you know, yeah. it's like a Heenan thing. Yeah. Like you kind of reminds you of like Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan in, in, in a way, you know, because that's what made those matches and when we grew up so great. And, uh, yeah, I, I, Frankie, I also agree with you that I wish the format would come back. Like you said, even if it's not with like big proven names, like you said, like members from the first class, like 
us and then, you know, Bishop and Trey and Twan, you know, and stuff like that, even who knows what they can do. But um, I just think as a whole, again, between the crowd, the opponents we were in there with and like how we all handle ourselves in the match, I think it just you you could not have asked for the event to go any better than it did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm also with Frankie on thinking that they should bring back bring back like a fresh meet again. I think that I don't know if it should be an annual thing or, or what. I mean, it just depends on how many trainees we get within a year, I guess. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Like you know, it's just that'd be like the the show that brings up the trainees, you know, after their debut. You know, I think that's that like everybody else said that that really got us into the business. Like we got to work with established people, seasoned veterans, you know, everything, and matches out of our elements you know in front of a, a decently large crowd i mean that was that was a that was a pretty uh well-attended show so i think that totally think that you bring back the hoss scrambles i'm with uh summers on that like 100 percent like they, those are always fun to see you know um now nowadays with like the the people that debut they there there's like they got like big twan and stuff like that and like a lot of them are getting like put in good matches too. Yeah. I mean, they, they like they're they're being thrown to the wolves, you know. But like you know, sporadically, not like all at once, like we are, but like we were. So uh, I think it's cool seeing like a show. I think after after seeing this show, I think if we did another one, I think that it would draw for sure. Just I mean, obviously depending on who's wrestling, but uh, I think it would definitely uh, draw because uh, looking at the crowd at this show. And how well the show went, I think it went pretty well. So I think that uh, we would do that again if we if we had it again, you know. But that's it's not up to me to you know make that decision. But personal thoughts for sure. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this show up. Any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go, Frankie? Uh, no, nothing I can think of. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram or Twitter at Frank the Letter E Fantastic. Carson, uh, follow me on Twitter. Be the excellence. The letter B, the excellence, and then Instagram is the Brian Carson. Uh, just trying to stay active in these crazy COVID times of us. And I'm, I mean, we've lost so many great people this year because of this great, you know, with all this stuff. And you know, people are looking for signs of the apocalypse. Well, there's a pandemic, and the Browns are, are nine and four. So I mean, what else could you ask for? God, Carson, remember we had each other blocked. Yeah. <laughs> you too. Oh man, that was those were. That's how that, it was during all this stuff. That's how long ago it was. No, we didn't. We, we didn't hate each other just yet. It, it just yet, yeah, yeah. Uh, within but, the, within the next year, like when you oh, definitely, yeah. When you slipped at uh, no sleep till Brooklyn, in my head, I was like, I don't think we hated each other yet. But this is a weird like foreshadow. Well, Bates hated me because he's the one that screamed, "You fucking suck!" Uh, after my music stopped in that match, <laughs> Bates already hated me by him, but um. Even we're good now, so yeah. Uh, I, I was I was a witness of you of you two uh, <laughs> making peace, which is my favorite reaction ever. Yeah, you, can, you might have touched, or you probably you remember more than me, but I, I do remember it happening. It was a handshake heard around the world. But what 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 did I say to you? I don't remember. I think you said like you're going to be sick. Something something along <laughs> yeah, those yeah, lines. Sick. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. And yeah. As well as I as I was, I really was sick from that. Maybe it was disgusting. I like you guys better as enemies. <laughs> oh, well, this was this was fun though, guys. I really enjoyed doing this, and it brought back yeah. a lot of good memories. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on
Hold on, Kaplan. Now, what are your plugs? Oh my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're trying to fucking steal my bugs, dude. Hey, hey, you're a bug bug. Hey, he's a bug bug. <laughs> gotta, you know. gotta get yourself no. over, brother. But. Yeah, I don't know. You can follow me on the interweb. I don't know uh, the, the, the Facebook, uh, the MySpace, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm on uh, the, the the Twitter. Uh, yeah, you know, like Kaplan or something. You know, just look it up or whatever. I don't care or don't. I don't give it two shits. Um, and also, uh, if you like dried sausage, dried Italian sausage, I, I now make it. And, and yes, I will sell it. And and it's best dry sauce around. And if you don't believe me, bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> well, what about uh, Kaplan Trucking? Kaplan Trucking? Oh, man, I don't know about that. I, I got to get my CDLs first, brother. They charge you six grand for that shit. The f- you you, you the look f- a brother up on a CDL? <laughs> the fact that there's a Kaplan Trucking and it's in Cleveland, and I found out where it's at. It's off Rockside Road. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fucking hilarious because of... <laughs> Uh, the first time I've seen relation. that, I've, I've I've said it before that I think you should like we should get you a Kaplan trucking shirt and you should come out to it. <laughs> There's actually it's somewhere in like Macedonia. If you go down 271, like right when you pass through Macedonia, there is a place that's called Kaplan Technologies. And uh, if you want to ever define irony, just drive by that building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and uh, what about uh, the Kaplan? What, there's Kaplan Furniture, Kaplan College. I mean, I got it all, brother. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over the fucking place. I'm a busy man. That's why I don't wrestle that much. Uh, I got Kaplan Fireworks somewhere. I saw one somewhere. I, I forgot. In, in, uh, in Illinois. Yeah. In, in, in the Illinois. The, 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 I'll, I'll put that S in there. It's not silent. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got it all, man. That's why I'm busy. So so don't hate me because I'm not around. Just respect what I got going on. And if you want some of that sausage, open up, brother. <laughs> And of course, you can find myself at J Summers three three zero on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Much like you can find this show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose, desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to ever listen to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or Podbean, wrestlingchairs.podbean.com. And if you need direct links for any of those, there is a link tree in the podcast notes. Also, check out our friends on the Training Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Your Vision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling Without the Dude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Let the Hate Flow Through You, Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, Virtual Pros, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Off the Hop Rope, Game Marks Podcast, We Like Sports Podcast, Powerbomb Jitsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, At Odds with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Markout Media Podcast, Marks with Mics, Dark Match Podcast, and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcast friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Happy Hour with Steve Guy, Co-Host Wrestling Show, Good Company, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, Wrestle Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And please bring back the Haas Division. Later. <laughs> mm.
It's the wrestling cheers. Get up on your feet. Praying in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week